Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Good day and welcome to episode 553 of your Ultimate Life. Today is the pillar of love conclusion. Yesterday was the last of the seven stones. Uh, love is a choice, love is awareness, love is yearning, gratitude, forgiveness, expansion, and eternal. We know those are the characteristics of love, real, deep, moving, motivating love. I saved the pillar of love for last because, you know, save the best for last. Something that happened to me this morning, uh, this very morning before I got going for the day as I was in meditation, as I always am, and I realized something, and this is going to maybe sound a little strange, but I realized that love, that choice of one intelligent being to, to sacrifice or to serve another or other intelligent beings, people in this case, is the most powerful force. I know I've said that a bunch of times, but think about it. It is the thing that causes the most extraordinary behaviors. It is the force, the yearning that causes the most sacrifice, the most lives saved, the most people lifted, the most blessing, the most kindness, all of the things that last and that matter. Like negativity, hate, greed, all none of those even begin to compare with the power of love. And in the end, you know, the good guys win. Negative things aren't going to triumph. Hate, anger, negativity isn't going to win the day. Love is going to win the day at the end. Or, you know, who knows exactly when. It's fun because, you know, we had the ninth episode, ninth official episode of the Star Wars, three sets of trilogies. And, you know, even in the final, final, final analysis, the good guys win. And you, you have to, you have to wonder, where does that come from? Why do we have this mythology always in all races, cultures and everything that good triumphs? It's because it's true. Now, there are awful things that happened during the years of the bad guys in Star Wars and the years of the Holocaust and other evil regimes and so forth in this world. But we know innately in our hearts a couple of things. One, evil will not triumph. Bad will not triumph. Greed will not triumph. Unkindness will not triumph. Whatever wins for a short time will eventually fall. The reason... That's true, and we actually know in our hearts that's true. But the reason that it is true is because the creator that gave you and me our divine gifts and talents is the architect of everything. So while we have space to do dumb stuff, and we do, and people do, make unkind or cruel decisions or careless things or have accidents or whatever, at the end of the day, there will be an opportunity for it all to be repaired. It will all be made right. So that leaves me with a choice. And I've made the wrong choice a lot. 
the choice on the one hand is to rail and be frustrated because it isn't fixed now. So something unjust or unkind happens to me here now, and I want it fixed right this minute. And because I don't have it fixed, because some version of what I think is right doesn't happen right now, I get mad. And I think there's no God, it's not fair, blah, 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 and I go on and on and on. And eventually I'll realize my mistake. But in all of that time between this moment and eventually, I've lost my opportunity to enjoy life. I've lost my opportunity to love and serve others. So this is an invitation to let love guide your life in all cases, in all ways, and in all phases. Love is the best. It is the place where creativity blossoms and flows, and it's the most fun place to be. Now, all you have to do is think about times when you've been angry. How fun is that? Anger Kills. I read this book once called Anger Kills, and it was a medical book written by a doctor, and he'd done a lot of studies and talked about all the neurochemistry of anger and how corrosive it is and et cetera, et cetera. You know what? No one has ever done a single study on the neurochemistry produced by love that is, you know, love doesn't kill. Love blesses. Love solves problems. Love ends conflict. Love creates growth. Love keeps people up and higher and kinder. That is just a tiny fraction of the power of this, and I won't even call it an emotion, it's a choice. It brings emotion to us. Now, as we wrap this pillar of love up, I want to review the definition of love. Love is a verb. It is a choice. It's something you and me, we decide to do. For example, I choose to make this podcast day after day after day. I hope you like it. The reason I choose to do it is because I love you. I have an emotion, I have a choice, I choose to use my time to create these episodes to support you, to encourage you, to lift your heart, to bless your life. I gave a definition of love, and that is, love is a verb, it's a choice to use my resources, and I broke that down, I said it's a choice to use my spiritual my physical, my emotional, and my mental resources to serve you or bless your life and try to do it in your highest and best interest. Well, what are my spiritual resources? Well, that's my meditation and my prayer and the connection I have to the divine, and I've cultivated a really strong one. And I live in that divine connection every single morning. It's part of my morning ritual. My physical resources are my time, sometimes money, sometimes energy. Physical resources are things that we choose to give, use, or offer in support of someone else. Emotional resources are relationship cultivation and offering support. Mental resources is our mind, our intellectual faculties, and those, those kinds of things. So if you choose to use your resources, spiritual, physical, emotional, mental resources, to bless someone's life, then you love them. Now, that isn't the same as saying, oh, you know, I'm romantically entangled or I have some kind of feelings, squishy feelings. But what I notice is the squishy feelings come when we make the choice to serve. The squishy, warm, fuzzy feelings come when we go out of our way to serve, when we donate 
time, energy, resources, money, love, heart, when we offer that sincerely and truthfully, that squishiness doesn't come if I'm resentful, if I'm negative. Oh, I have to do this. That doesn't bring any of it. So love is only activated when it's authentic. It's only activated when we really mean and are all in it for the growth of that person. Now, it has a reciprocal benefit because if I love you and I serve you, then I feel good. If you love someone and you serve them, then you feel good. So there's a reciprocal benefit, right? And nothing else brings that either. I mean, anger doesn't do that. Hate doesn't do it. Nothing does that except love. And that's why love is the thing that holds all creation together because love causes itself to grow. The more I love, the more love I have. The more I choose to act in love, the more that I have. The more choice I make about letting love be the guiding principle of my life, literally from the moment I wake up my eyes, wake up in the morning and open my eyes till the moment I go to sleep. Love is the driver. Now, you might think I'm Pollyanna or weird or whatever. I've lived a weird and raucous and difficult life. I'm not saying it's the most. Other people have had whatever they've had. 40 years of depression. Read Tightrope of Depression if you want to see how that went. Untreated. Multiple failed relationships. Kids that won't talk to me. Addictions. In and out of rehab. Failures. 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 Over and over again. God loved me enough to send an invitation in 2007 to rescue me or give me the opportunity to be rescued. I accepted that and I made a commitment then, which I renew every single day. I draw breath to love you here now in this moment, not because you're anything, just because you are. That choice that I make to pour my heart and soul into all those things gives me intense joy. It makes me feel good. My life is beautiful. I live that ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy created by serving with my divine gifts. But the only reason that I have it is because I love. And I love because God gave me and gives me love. And he gives it to you, and he will give you and me as much as we want. Think about that. There is an unending infinite supply. Love is the only power that lasts past death. Love is the only power that keeps creation in place. Love is the only power that, of which there is an infinite amount. It is self-replenishing, and it causes things to grow. If I love you, I feel good, and love grows. All of those things are true. Now, there was an old uh, an album many years ago uh, by a, a guitar player, a jazz guitar player, John McLaughlin, who was fantastic, you know, incredible. Some consider him the best jazz player to ever touch a guitar, lightning, lightning, speed, this and that and the other. But the name of the album was Love, Devotion, Surrender. And I love that trilogy of things, and I acknowledge the album just because it was interesting. And it was funny because he was wearing white, you know, kind of Swami-looking clothes, and I think he'd been doing some study and so forth in, in Eastern philosophies, and I think, I don't know if it was India or in China, some China, somewhere he'd been doing that, and he came to love, devotion, surrender. And that is a true thing. If you read my book, uh, if you want to talk a little bit about that walking without fear, I wrote about something called the surrender trail, which never means giving up or quitting, abdicating or, you know, okay, enough, I, I surrender. Not that at all. 
It is surrendering to the glorious, gentle, beautiful truth that there is infinite love. It is surrendering to the knowledge that you can have your ultimate life. It is surrendering all, all our excuses and all our tightly held stereotypes and all our negativity and all our blame and all the negative things that happen to us and all the retribution that we want. It is surrendering all the self-loathing that we feel toward ourselves for all the things that we think we've done or that we have done wrong. I know a lot about that because I had a great pile. It means surrendering our need to be bad. It means surrendering our need to be anything except a beloved, infinitely capable child of the divine. Now, if you want to live, if you want to choose, and that choice is available to you right now, today. Like, you don't have to go somewhere and live in a, you know, in the Himalayas for a year or something. You don't have to do any of that. You can make the choice today to live in love, to surrender to the truth that you're a divine creation and that you are supremely important. You can surrender to the truth that you're powerful beyond measure. You can surrender to the truth that you can have anything you want. All that is required of me or you is to go do the creation activity, to live in love, to serve each other, and to choose to live joyously. That choice is a real possibility, even in the midst of struggle. Now, I wouldn't have been able to say, I, I knew that before. I knew it to be true. I can say it more powerfully now than ever because of the near-death experience, because of the coma, because I died in the you know, intensive care, because six months later I went back for emergency midnight surgery because the fatal infection had come back. I have had just intimate and tender experiences with the divine that make me even more certain of the things that I share with you. If you want to have a life where every single day is joyful, every single day is fun, and you can't wait to get up and meet your day and jump in and do the things you have to do, then love is the answer. Love is the answer. And that is the greatest message and power. We've broken it down into the seven stones to think about it from different angles. But at the end of the day, love is strong. It is vibrant. It is light. It is powerful. It is forever. So when I use the word surrender or devotion and surrender, that doesn't mean giving up. It doesn't mean letting someone run over you. Real love, deep love is strong. It requires strength. It is vibrant and glorious and powerful and shines. It is light. And it creates so much power. And it is literally the power that holds things together. And as we noted yesterday, of course, love is eternal. It is forever. It lasts forever and it will last forever. Now, those things are all true. And I can say them as many times as I want and jump up and down and harp on them. But they won't have any effect on you or me, unless we choose to internalize that. So your challenge now is to look for one person today to love more, for one circumstance where you can exhibit, exemplify, and give love, kindness, lift, blessing, pour out your heart in a good and positive way. You cannot run out of love. 
The minute you give it away, God gives you more. I know it. I'm a poster child for that coming from a really negative place. So I promise you, if you want to create this ultimate life we've talked about now for 553 episodes, you can. You can have it and you can start today. And the power to do that is love. That will be the engine that fuels your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Fluke. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet on the ground.